0: Welcome back to Trending Education. Dan Strafford, Michael Palmer, Brandon Jones along with you. And this week, we're going to wrap up on CES 2018. The winners, potential losers. Obviously, the blackout we talked about last week. But uh, first and foremost, I always like to get to know how the gentlemen are doing. Michael, you first. How's your week going? What's new in your world?
1: Uh, my week's going well. Uh, what's new in my world is uh, just ingesting a lot of trending information. A lot of, like, A lot of inputs. Not sure how much they've been fully uh, assimilated, but uh, but I feel like we'll we'll help uh, assimilate our thoughts together on this show is what I was
0: thinking. And Brandon, how about yourself?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm unfulfilled. I'm, I I listened to our CS. I wanted more CS. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like it was that was I put the C S in, in necessary, right? Uh, we we need we need more. <laughs> yeah, that's that's was, how I'm feeling.
1: It was like an appetizer.
2: Yes. It was like it whetted the
1: appetite. Cess. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but now we're ready now we're ready for some incessant.
2: Uh, I'm, I yeah, there's there's a CES in there oh,
1: oh, got it. Yes. Yeah. Wordplay.
2: Thank yes. you. Yes.
0: Fun okay. with language. Uh fun with language. the you know, uh, most
1: popular um, episode um, ever. Uh, <laughs>
0: To bounce yeah. back. <laughs> uh, so, uh, last time we spoke, we did uh, talk about a couple of trends. We talked about the robots. Uh, we talked about the Dobots and Brandon's wants to come up with other names uh, for robots in the future. Uh, Mike had. I, got t- my, I made my way. Sorry, I'm interrupting you, Dan. I made
2: my way all the way to Lobot.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: I mean, I've, I haven't had... you know, Any much-
1: winners in there? Like, we're looking for winners and losers. No, there's a lot of vowels before then, like,
2: yay, Obot
1: is like a loser. That's a
2: loser I feel like the MoBot has something going I haven't made it, it there. Does, it does I, more. Uh, spoilers, I, have to, I have to try to spoiler alert. Yeah, the thing is you said, I said I was going to do it my own time. I just, I just don't have a lot of free time. Sure. So, so I, I just use some, only made my way to L, not yes. M, I guess. Right, right.
0: All right. Uh, and uh, we do have winners and losers. Mike, you mentioned uh, at the end of last episode of uh, CS was still going on while we were recording. So we didn't yet have sort of who, who the winners were from a technology standpoint. They do give out awards each week, but also more articles came out uh, about what people saw, what uh, they thought were important trends and important technological advances that may have been on display out there in Las Vegas. Tons of content, as you said, to uh, take in and digest uh, what stood out to you now a week out from CES in Las Vegas uh, as uh, trends or or maybe things that add on top of what we talked about last week.
1: Yeah, I thought the uh, the special my special aflac duck was uh, was perhaps my favorite. Uh product concept that got some buzz out at, uh, at at the consumer electronics show. So the idea is it's designed to help, uh, kids who are battling cancer while they're in their chemo. Uh, it's a duck toy, uh, that actually responds to how the kids interact with it. Uh, and it's designed to help the kids, uh, express their feelings, but also, uh, switch from, uh, someone who's receiving care to someone who's giving care. So like when they tell, when they, uh, they basically place uh, a sentiment uh, disc on the duck's belly and the duck emotes uh, in whatever way the, the sentiment uh, describes. So the kids can, uh, can easily communicate uh, that they're happy or that they're, they're in pain. Um, And then uh, they did, the article talks about how from like a, socio-emotional perspective that when they when the kids then see the the duck reacting uh they're focused on giving care and responding to the, the 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 duck's reaction it's almost like a freudian thing like they're actually kind of projecting their feelings through the duck um and uh the form factor looked really interesting there's a video that we could share out but uh but i thought it was nice to you know through the sea of virtual reality and robots and such to find something that's a little more, um, hopeful and human and, uh, trying to like alleviate some suffering. So, uh, so I thought that was a nice, uh, there, there was a nice write up in the verge, uh, that I think that we can share out, but, uh, but I thought it was a nice direction, um, coming out of CES. Cause, uh, cause I think it's really easy to lose humanity in, uh, the, the chaos that is CES. And I thought that this product offering certainly, uh, sort of, uh, tugged at the old heartstrings it's too much man yeah. what are you doing i'm trying to be real man i'm trying to keep uh, it real, you know
2: it's too much i mean i yes i agree with you i just do you have a problem with providing uh
1: kids who are recovering from <laughs> cancer with with better tools to understand their feelings are you are you is this a hot take are you like no, are, you, are man, you no no are you I,
2: against no like so i so i have a, I have a three-year-old as i mentioned sure. and i like i like cry yeah. at Got you. Like I, I think I cry like I straight up cry now yeah it's and not about like kids with cancer I mean right. everything who doesn't cry at that like right. that the, the heart your heart has to be unstrung for you not to get sure a little uh misty-eyed hearing about you know this kind of product innovation or or other things that are, are for this um this population but uh it's just like just, like, dumb stuff. Like, just, like, st- I'm sure. I'm being marketed to. I'm such, yeah. I'm, like, right in a demo. I'm right. so easy, such an easy target. Yeah. So, yeah, this is too, it's, too, it's so much.
1: Well, it is too much, but I think it is interesting to think about the crossover appeal of these types of toys. I did see another, uh, like, smart toy that is, it's interesting because they're plush and soft, and you can, like, You. they talked about how you could wash its duck fur so that, if it caught up germs in the hospital, like
0: an oil spill, what are we talking about here?
1: Well, no, I mean, like you're in a hospital with a plush toy with like, and it's soft, soft. I like to say soft, <laughs> but it's soft, and uh, and it's cute, you know. And like, we should be thinking about how some of these items can cross over because I think that's the other interesting angle. Like, how could this apply? I mean, I'm not against helping the the, the kids with cancer. Obviously, but like from a conceptual level, I think it's really interesting to think about how these types of toys could could help kids just understand their feelings better and and express their feelings better and empathize in new ways. So I thought from a conceptual level, it it seemed like an interesting counterpoint to a lot of the other stuff, um, which was less uh, swath.
2: yeah, although I I like I, I do have my one beef here. Beef my, away. my one uh, duck l'orange here. 2018. Is, ducks don't have fur. Like, I mean, I know, <laughs> right? Like, we're teaching these kids. Sure. We're like, whatever. Is it's a platy- fine. Does a
1: platypus have fur? No,
2: also hair. I mean, I, yeah. I guess. Penguins. Penguins, definitely not fur. Mm. They, I'm I'm pretty sure that most ducks. Yeah. I guess the duck will to put is not a, is not a is not a duck. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying yeah. I'm, 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 that might I'm have reaching that pterodactyls. Yeah, yeah.
1: Pterodactyl pterodactyls skin, a lot of skin. Really furry.
2: Um but yeah, I think that it it is the the to abstract from the population just to get myself to to not lose it on semi air here. Right. Um yeah, there I think there is the 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 the, the, the tactile learning um and sort of as a window into a different either you know temporal or physical place i think that's kind of interesting that you can you can localize that in sort of a plush toy um you know there's there's i'm sure applications for uh early childhood learners and the ex- extending maybe from the plush toy to just other sort of tactile um slash uh, other sensory um, bots like the, you may be able to to extend that to adult learners too who you know they may not want to be snuggling with the with the furry duck um, but uh, they, they they may want to interact with a you know a, rob, a robot in a way that's different than like the very whole, uh, cold, hard plastic experience that yes. all the anthropomorphized robots and robot arms, et cetera, as we talked about, uh, that they have. Or even disembodied
1: robots, right. too. You know, like, where, like, it reminds me of, like, the, you know, the physical makes a comeback, which we saw in that uh, Fjord Trends article. But, uh, but I think there is an interesting counterplay. So, like, when I see something that's not of a... Because, like, a lot of these robots start to look of a type, and then you see something different. And honestly, it wasn't even... Uh, again, no offense, uh, to the duck, but it wasn't a particularly intelligent duck. Like it's, it's more a means of communication for the kid. Uh, and also, uh, they did talk about how it could provide comfort when the kids are by themselves right. a lot of time when there's no one around. So it's kind of like a Teddy Ruxpin. Uh, Absolutely. But, uh, but for, uh, for like that's healthcare,
0: a, that's a solid poll. Teddy ruckspin is a solid, solid yeah, reference. Good. All right, cool. Uh, I think uh, talking about UDL, as we've talked about previously with uh, Esther, uh, this is this
1: universal is, design for learning. There? Correct.
0: Drop that knowledge. Uh, this also resonates for me. Uh, my niece and nephew are special needs nonverbal. And so this duck can help with the the emotion, like expressing emotion. Now they can express their emotions through nonverbal cues, my niece and nephew, but being able to take these steps uh, with, they have a Toby, which is an I thing they can use to to say some words here and there. But To now have, again, uh, a warmer object here, this plush duck that is a little bit uh, softer to the touch, a little warmer to help express what they're feeling, I think is a really good step uh, outside of maybe just cancer patients, but a a larger uh, demographic that may be able to use this sort of uh, design, not necessarily robotic, but design of the robotic uh, to help them moving forward, I think is great.
1: Yeah, interestingly, they're only making it available, at least based on the article that I read. Yep. They're only making it available to healthcare providers. Like it's not uh, like a retail offering, which I thought was also interesting. I was wondering whether it's difficult to supply, you know, to develop these uh, at a mass scale. But I would imagine th- these types of toys would probably cross over nicely. You know, I would so,
0: think so eventually, yeah. Uh, so one of the great uh, things I saw about uh, enjoying CES, Mike, and you, you I think you may mention this on the last podcast was uh, it was on, it might've been Slate, uh, it might've been TechCrunch, I, I, I will double check, but the, the best way to enjoy CES is by not going, <laughs> but yeah. the, the humanity. And you mentioned sort of taking some humanity here and seeing uh, what can happen with technology and what can happen uh, when we inject uh, some humanity into what we're doing here in a, a place like CES. Uh, looking at a Forbes article, they have a, a long list of 18 trends from CES this year. Uh, They talk about convertible laptops, things we've talked about before, AR, VR, uh, things that we've seen, companion robots, uh, health sensors. Uh, One that's talked about here, and I don't know that we've actually discussed uh, the implications of, is 5G technology. Uh, So the idea of uh, wireless uh, phones and devices connecting to a Verizon, a T-Mobile, a Sprint, uh, whoever it may be, at 5G speeds. And these speeds, Mike, are astronomical as compared to 4G and and then 3G and, and on down the line. From a content consumption standpoint, it only means we can consume more, right? Like As we have faster and faster speeds and faster and faster ways to connect to other people and other content, it just means it's going to speed up, right?
1: Yeah, but I think we're starting to, we're starting to reach some limits, I think. Like, it's also like, how many G's do you need? And how many K's do you need? You're know, so the, they're, they're the
0: only G I need, Mike.
1: <laughs> but they have 8K televisions now. And then I heard, like, I think there might be some 16K te- TVs being developed. I bet. Maybe next CES or the CES after, there's probably going to be a 32k. They, they
2: haven't made it to L either. Like <laughs> exactly. that's, that's really what it is.
1: Exactly. It's like razor. I think I was talking about this last week. It's like add another razor blade. Suddenly you're an innovator. Yeah. You know.
2: So like the 5G. You're on
1: the cutting edge. I got no problem with the 5G. No beef with yeah. the 5G. Yeah. But it's more like why? You know. So like if we're pushing more data, and if the content we're pushing is more data rich, so that folks can learn more by pulling down more data. Awesome, but lots of times it's just it's more resolution, but not really in support of like a learning objective. So like things look beautiful, and that is some benefit. uh But we're also sort of reaching the capacity of our visual cortex as well. Like there's a point where the resolution we'll be able to push out there is going to be beyond our ability to consume it. Although I bet when that happens, there still will be people who will buy that version because it's got more G's, more G's, and more D's in case all of them
0: they're all there uh reading more and more about the new iphone and what could be in the new iphones moving forward of of the resolution of the video on that small screen could power a 70 inch uh, tv which is pretty crazy to think about uh ratio wise when it comes to screen imagery another one i saw uh brandon was a wireless charging uh so the idea of putting your device somewhere near a station uh not having to plug it in, uh, but just letting it charge on its own. There you've seen some pads in the past where you place it on top of a pad and, and something charges, but this is sort of wireless. You're out, you're free, you're roaming. Uh, so we talked about Mike's charging last week about having to have yeah. his cell phone charged. Yeah. Um, he'd never have a problem, right, Brandon. He'd be able to just walk around and constantly be no, charged. Because he'd be walking around one of these stations in his pocket. You'd <laughs> like, have to plug that in.
2: Yeah. He he's can he now goes from a range of the length of the cord from a wall. Right, like I always see you standing close to the wall. I always wondered what that was. I yeah. thought maybe you had a thing, like I, you used to be on a submarine or something. Yeah. Like I that's mean, why you're always hugging the walls. I really
1: enjoyed tetherball as a kid. Yeah, <laughs> that's, make, that's your that's
2: your jam. Yeah. Um. So now you can move the length of uh the wife the Wi-Fi charging distance away from the home base.
1: Right. It's kind of changed your life. Right. And also, I think wireless is is one direction. The other direction that didn't get as much play is bungee wires. So like just wires that you can extend a really long way. Yeah.
0: And then snap back at somebody. (laughs) Like,
2: Potentially, yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah,
1: yeah, if you're getting sassy.
2: The other thing that I plan to do is I plan to take the charging station, the Wi-Fi, the wireless charging station, and set it up in a place, and then put my phone in another place, and then put my head in between those two places. Yeah. So it can I can I can like accelerate the cooking? Yeah. So I can make myself an even better candidate for Neuralink. I need if I if there's a reason, it's because I suffered the first really serious Wi-Fi charging brain reaction. Did, you That's got to happen though, right? Like totally. we're we're cooking ourselves. Oh my God.
1: There was another one I saw like uh, there was a movement towards smart underwear uh, and some of the underwear uh, actually protects you from, uh, from, from wireless, from like, like different uh, magnetic fields and things. You have your smartphone in your pocket. Yeah, for sure your pockets near your underwear. Dear Liza,
2: dear Liza. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: protect yourself, darn, yeah. darn it. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was an interesting- uh, I think that's a
2: reason that's like, that's uh, along the same lines as I was going. Yeah, like yeah. That's, that's uh, we, you know, they're, we, they're all the safety uh, warnings which basically say, we're pretty sure, right. but like no longitudinal studies, longitudinal studies have ever been done on anything given right. that the iPhone, for example, is 10 years old. Totally. Um, and we all throw them away. <laughs> We're like, right, whatever. life's right, so right. good with this with this mini device in my pocket. Um, it's uh, it's a, you know that, that's a that's a real that's a real thing to consider. Yeah, so. totally.
1: And I mean, tinfoil has worked beautifully
2: for yeah. me over the years. Yeah, so, it's my like, favorite I, kind I mean, of I, hat. A, <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: Another one in here that I saw was interesting is boosted performance analysis in sports yep. tech, which uh, which is interesting. That's like the you know the cam- ESPN uh, is using video in their first down markers. There's the, the the touchdown pylon cams. I was trying to think about how that might apply to learning. You know, like could it be like a like a pencil cam or uh, I think I definitely a I think a maybe a teacher cam. Uh, I don't know. I, I was just trying to trying to riff on it. Cause, Got it. Because like, like I think a lot of the more uh, innovative stuff is going to come from like entertainment and sports and media. Yes. And then we're going to want to adapt that to learning use cases. And, uh, I was struggling with, with the, I, aside from thinking that putting cameras everywhere and like having like, uh, sports work better because of new technology.
2: I think the pencil cam, um, my hot take is that one's a bad idea <laughs> Well, because pencil away. yeah it's like uh, there's an onion article uh this this, this pod uh episode is brought to you by the onion yes um about radio shack the ceo takes over radio shack and, and says how are we even so profitable two things nobody wants a radio and a shack yeah, um yeah. Same like pencils we, we used to do at, at kaplan we yeah. used to um uh have these information cards that a student would fill out we collect hundreds of thousands of them across sure. campuses across north america and uh, I realized it became outmoded when I was on campus one day. I think at Rutgers and uh, from the School of Rutgers. Um, Dance of Scarlet, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So is yeah. Devin McCourty still, still, uh, still playing in the uh, story? We'll see, I guess. Depending when this pod drops, I hope still playing. Um, but uh, I was trying to get these these kids, like these these young you know women and men, to fill out these information cards, and no one had any writing instruments, and they like <laughs> didn't know. Like I, he- I held one out to them, and they like. Do I hold this between my hands? What do I do? How do, how do I how do I yeah, do this? Yeah. So, um yeah, but I, I like cam- cams, cameras everywhere yeah. I think is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh I think that uh, an application of the um uh you know, of what you're saying about sports and media is, that I think is interesting to other performance things and potentially even educational pursuits is like the um all of the data that's collected on you know, basketball today, for example, yes. as an example, yeah. there are a handful of not all, however many 32 teams, what is it? 30 teams. Not all the teams have put in these new super high end yeah. sort of camera Over based. The, like Eye
1: in the sky.
2: Yeah. And, yeah. and it's all for, for like super high end data and analytics. Yes. And I think that that application, like imagine if you're, I think we've talked about this a little before, but if you're a, um, uh, you know, working on public speaking or if you're like, I think all of that stuff where there is a physical presence that is measured. I think that's pretty interesting.
1: Yeah. And biofeedback around that too. Like if you can kind of like try to get into the optimal stance, Yeah. you know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Sports, they geek out on the performance psych more than anybody else, but like it's, it's right up our alley in uh in the, in the test prep uh, zone.
0: Lots to digest here. The winners, we're not going to get to all of them, uh, but there were some. The Affleck Duck did win uh, one of the awards out there at CS, the the one that Mike brought up. There is also a, a Buddy Robot, which is an entire companion robot for the whole family yeah can
2: you can you post the link i first uh, in order operations can you create a glossary first and then the first entry in that glossary can you put the link to buddy the first companion or or if you could even change the order you could acquire a buddy the first companion that's the that's the actual technical name and then you could have buddy's first buddy task be to create the glossary but the face on buddy like you're missing it this is a show for for your learn holes and not for your eyeballs but uh the face on Buddy is incredible. Do you not, are, are you looking at the same thing I'm, I'm looking sco- at? You just keep them doggies scrolling. Like, look, the, it's the face, the face on Buddy. This is companion robots, right? Yes, yes. the first companion robot. There is also uh, yeah, the category robotics and drones, which mm-hmm. I think should be every category. Like well, at some point, this not be, there not be a category for it because it will be all that CES is. Possibly. You know, I'm looking at another one, uh, just stumbling onto it, is the Somnox,
1: which is the world's first sleep robot. It's like a, like a robot pillow that glows and you can warm it up. Uh, so it's not quite Buddy, but imagine if that mashed up with Buddy, right? So like Buddy's like your companion pillow and helps you, uh, helps you sleep at night. Uh, so uh, I got to find Buddy. he's
0: there we'll we'll, we'll get you to him there are a couple others as we do wrap up uh, this CS wrap up show Uh, Neurophone was an interesting one Uh, it actually uh, tunes audio specifically for the user so it uses AI uh, to help tune uh your headphones specifically for whoever's using it. So all of us hear differently: hear high pitch, low pitch, mi- you know, mid range uh, at different levels and at different uh, accent accentuations, I guess. Uh, but uh, they uh, are using AI to test against you and, and to fine tune. And I just find that interesting from a, will we hear things differently? You know, like, does music change then? Does speech change then? Do the sounds of voices change if they are tuning for what they perceive your best hearing to be? Uh, So that was an interesting one. And then the one I want to close on, uh, if, uh, unless, Mike, you have uh, another one that that you're eyeballing right now, um, was the, the, the smart card. So it's called the wallet card. It's from Sprint and Dynamics Inc. And it's a smart debit card uh, that has a chip and uh, uh, further chips and it's it's battery powered. So you can actually use the card uh, as potential to combat fraud uh, in using this power, but it just seemed like, uh, for me, a bridge too far in the technology of now my card that has a chip already is now a smart card and can talk to the network about the potential fraud that's happening on the network. It just feels like it's another way for someone to be able to get into my card rather than protect me uh, from fraud. But it was an interesting one nonetheless that did win uh, in the the finance category. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anything else for you, Mike, uh, that you found interesting from an award winner or from anything else that we haven't... uh, covered off on lots of robots, lots of AI, um, lots of things uh, that I'm sure we'll come back to as the year goes on as well. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> the only other thing that came up was, uh, you know, Google Home was making a pretty meaningful push. So you know last year, NVIDIA and Alexa were kind of the winners, Amazon's Alexa, the virtual assistant. This year, it, it seemed as though Google uh, made up significant ground against Amazon, although Amazon was, and Alexa was still prevalent doing its own thing. Um, but, like, just the virtual assistants, uh, assistant space is really interesting. Uh, also, the profusion of them. I think we saw Samsung now has Bixby. Like, uh, pretty much everybody is launching their own version of a, 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 a bot.
0: Cortana is still around. And I don't think Cortana gets, like, any sort of talk about it, But is it actually a decent interaction point if you're using Windows, like if you're a Windows user, it's actually a pretty good assistant and uh, they're trying to make that move as well to the home assistant, to the whole play as well. But there are a lot of them out there for sure.
1: Yeah, it's interesting how it ties to the smart home uh, and we were talking about where, where you want a robot and then you, where you might want like an invisible UI. So like voice is more invisible. So I think more and more we're gonna have a choice. Like do I want, do I want a robot butler
0: Jeeves or, yes.
1: or a robot bartender or do I want the, the replicator? Do I just want to say computer, uh, make me a cocktail with some bourbon in it? Or do I want to be like, Hey, uh, Hey buddy, come on over here make me a cocktail with now. your
0: sad, sad eyes.
1: Yeah. I'll get frustrated with him. Cause I don't think he's, I don't think he can make a good, uh, stiff drink these days.
0: Well, that's how we're going to wrap up the episode. On oh, no, wait, how come I don't oh, get to have one I, last, yeah, please, one
2: last swing friend, at things, please. Swing away, um, sir. Swing yeah, away. Thanks. Uh, I, was, I was done. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. The thing that I uh, thought was in the um, uh, another thing for Buddy to post for us the, in the ten most important product announcements. Mm. The thing that was and and one little humble brag. I think we got like in our show where we had not from last week where we had not um, yet read this article. At least yeah. At least that's what I'm telling you. Sure. Uh, we we got we we touched on some of them. Like you just you just touched on another one there, but. Um, uh, so good b- bully for us, but one, um, is the, uh, the, the Samsung, um, flip.
1: Mm, yes.
2: You see this one? This is a 55 inch whiteboard, Uh mm-hmm. smart whiteboard. Yeah. But the flip part is, um, that you can either put it in portrait or in landscape mode. Right. So, I I mean, I think that's, that's, that's good, that's good, but, um, i i like the uh i'm imagining myself seeing the sort of product demo here
1: yeah
2: and and there's like the wait for it wait for it (laughs) and then they they rotate it 90 degrees yeah
1: it was kind of like a wait for it no
2: no wait for it wait for it you can rotate it back um but anyway i think i think that the the (laughs) to 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 not uh to to not beef with that the um the collaboration, sharing, mm-hmm. uh, application to work to to education here for all, all, basically all of these technologies is is so interesting. Yeah. So this is one of my favorite uh, shows. I guess we we, 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 we like this. I did it twice this year. Um, this is one of my favorite shows to do with uh, with y'all because there's there's cool stuff to to think about.
1: Yeah, it's a good catch too because like the uh, collaborative office use case like the is a really good one to cross over into the classroom. So like it is interesting to understand the the Samsung Flip and the Google Jamboard uh, as like ways to collaborate professionally, but it's also interesting to think if you have that kind of tool, if you equipped a classroom with that kind of a tool, how does that open up opportunities for uh, for lesson planning? So. Uh, Good good catch, Brandon.
0: <laughs> and that does uh, tie into a uh, tweet we got last week from Anthony Amico, at A-M-I-C-S-T-A. Uh, relatively new listener, really love the show. Something I'd be interested in your guys' takes on is the difficulties with Im- implementing ed tech in a school district. Getting teachers, parents, community to buy into change, definitely something I've struggled with. Uh, so I think it goes along with the, the collaborative classroom using these whiteboards, a the smart whiteboard. I've got three words for you, Samsung flip. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. But we'll get into that, I'm sure, in a future episode. Uh, great question. Thanks for listening, Anthony. Appreciate you tuning in to Trending and Education. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, Podbean, of course, uh, and uh, find all of our back uh, episodes, all 75 of them, plus the Citadel, of course, available of uh, talking about. The one, the only, Game of Thrones, which will be back in 2019. So we'll have to wait for new episodes of The Citadel until then. Uh, With that, we will say goodbye to CES 2018 and look forward to our next episode next week, right here on Trending in Education.